0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The final bid for reconstruction is voted down, consigning Hearts, Partick Thistle and Stranraer to relegation. The Jambos have already started legal action, while Thistle say they won't, and Alex Dyer is confirmed as the permanent Kilmarnock manager. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me from the comfort of his home tonight is Hugh Kevins. Well, Andrew, I thought that Jackie Lowe, the Partick Thistle chief executive, had some very powerful words at the weekend when she asked those clubs who voted today to choose to do no harm. Evocative words, but they fell on deaf ears. 16 out of 42 clubs voted for reconstruction. That is a weak response to a strong message. Now, Partick Thistle can't afford legal action, but Hearts can. And if the legal action takes us into an area where the start to next season is threatened, then, Andrew, our game has descended into chaos. A very, very busy day in the world of Scottish football. So make sure you get involved as well. The number you need, 01419511025, or you can get in touch on Twitter at Clyde SSB. But of course, we're going to start with reconstruction because the final bid for reconstruction was knocked back today at the consultation stage with the SPFL confirming next season will continue with the normal 12-10-10-10 league format. Clubs were of course asked to give their thoughts on a change to a 14-team top tier that would see Hearts, Partick Thistle and Stranraer spared relegation while Kelty Hearts and Brora Rangers joined League 2. The SPFL released a statement today saying there was insufficient support for a new divisional structure. Only 16 of the 42 clubs favoured changing to a 14-10-10-10 10 structure but this was well short of the numbers required and as a result the SF, uh, the SPFL board say they've agreed to draw a line under reconstruction talks and Hugh it is quite a, a damning majority that have voted against it. It is uh, but it's okay for the SPFL to say they are drawing a line under it Hearts are not drawing a line under it and that's where we have cause for concern Andrew because For Hearts, they're faced with the prospect of going into a championship which will have 27 games next season. The clubs will play each other three times. That means a colossal loss of revenue for Hearts. Match day revenue, corporate hospitality revenue, television money. So I think what they will do now is to go after a claim for compensation and a claim that would meet the cost of relegation, which could rise to three four, five million pounds. That's what we face, Andrew. Yeah, and a lot of the clubs, I think, would, you know, see this as the final push for reconstruction. It's not gone through. Right, there we go. Let's focus on the the season ahead. Let's get the fixtures out. Let's get excited about the football again. It's just not the case. Well, if, ironically, Hearts were to go to court and win their action for compensation, then the clubs who took the decision today to vote down reconstruction would then have to stump up for the cost of the decision they themselves took this morning We'll make sure to get in touch 01419511025 on the phone lines, Hearts were very quick to react to that SPFL statement today with a statement of their own it's quite lengthy but I'll pick out the highlights of it because there was a a lot of relevant parts of it 
Uh, they started by saying, to say we are disappointed yet sadly not surprised at this outcome is of course an understatement. We have from the outset worked tirelessly with fellow clubs and the SPFL board to try and find a solution that uh, that would right the most obvious wrongs that have been caused in Scottish football by decisions taken as a consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic. Hart's statement goes on to say this was a final opportunity for kinship to prevail and for Scottish football to stand together in an emergency. It is as an unfortunate con- condom nation of Scottish football that this was not possible. We have started from the beginning. We have stated from the beginning that the unjust and unfair treatment of Hearts, Partick Thistle and Stranraer and indeed other clubs cannot be allowed to go unchallenged for many weeks have been wasted in trying to find a solution. We must now formally challenge this outcome. The club can confirm that the necessary steps have been taken to begin this legal challenge. Given that this is now an active legal matter, the club will be offering no further comment at this time. And they finally said to our amazing fans, we say that we cannot and will not sit idly by and watch the decisions made in the past few months further damage Heart of Midlothian Football Club. Thank you for fighting for us. Now allow us to do the same for you. And Hugh, hearts were, were never going to take this line down. Well, this is no laughing matter, but I'm amused by the use of the word kinship. Hugh, are you still there? I think we've lost Hugh there. Um, We'll try and get him back as we can, but uh, we'll go to the phone line straight away because Ross is a Hearts fan in East Kilbride. Ross, what's your point tonight? Yeah, um, my point is that... um Right throughout um, this whole, this, this has been an unprecedented thing that's happened with regards to coronavirus and everything else. Um, right throughout this whole thing, we've had the chance. You've, you've had players that have had two months off. We could have come back and played those games. The German League have managed to do it. Croatian League are doing it. Um, Spanish League are doing it. English are doing it. Um, so that was the option. We could either play it on and played those games behind closed doors, which would have been the best thing to do, given the players have had two months off. They're going to have another two months off to train for next season. It might be longer now, because I, I know Hearts and the Hearts fans have put the money in their pockets um, as a fighting fund towards this, because every other league that hasn't continued to play on has made exceptions this year and have made exceptions of the fact that the teams that would have gone down stay up and the two teams that get promoted come up. It'll be a longer season, it'll be a more drawn-out season for them, but they're prepared to do that. I think we've got Hugh back there. Hugh, are you Yes, you have, Andrew. Good stuff. Have you managed to hear what Ross has been saying to us? If Ross would be so kind as to repeat it, I did not hear what he said. All right. No no problem, Hugh. Okay, um, so... What's happened around Europe is that you've had two months off, basically. Players have had two months off. You've got another two months off. What's the point? Why Why wouldn't you just play the eight games that are remaining behind closed doors like everyone else are doing in England and, and other places, even Croatia, Spain, Germany, you know. Um, whereas when you're talking, uh, you're looking at other places like France and Belgium have closed off their leagues. They've decided just to avoid relegation altogether and just promote the top two teams and that's what they've done they've done the correct thing for one season and every club knows that and they know that there's going to be more people more teams that would get relegated at the end of the season that's what they would know but it just doesn't make any sense where they have a chance of getting out of relegation and there has been teams in Germany that have been um one of my teams Eintracht Frankfurt they've been at the bottom of the league and they've pushed themselves out of it so 
you know, it, it could easily have happened for perhaps it could might not have, but we don't know. And well, unfortunately, it's the case that all the clubs have just voted for themselves for their for for their own reasons and breaking well, up the of worst all, of them all. To be honest, first of all, Ross, you know, there, there just wasn't time to play off the the eight games that had to be played off to finish the Premiership season. There simply was not time. We are now racing against time to be ready for the 1st of August for the start of the new season and the implementation of this Sky Television contract, which is worth £25 million per season. So there wasn't time. Much as that is unsatisfactory, it was just a fact of life. There wasn't time. Now, I go back to the words of Jackie Lowe, who said, choose to do no harm. The clubs had the choice to do no harm today, but they elected to go for what they thought was best for them. Ross? Exactly, that's that's people. That's the clubs um, doing what, what they feel was right for themselves. So it's a selfish point of view. At the end of the day, you, this man, Neil Doncaster, has paid nearly £400,000 a year to make decisions. It wasn't put out to the French clubs. It wasn't put out to the Belgian clubs what to do. It was those... Um, um, associations that made that decision they made that decision themselves Doncaster could have had the kahunas to do the right thing himself really you know no 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 let's be fair you know it, it's not his decision to take he is a paid executive he uh, is a very well paid chief executive but at the end of the day he has an SPFL board and this morning the clubs were asked to give an indication of how they felt about reconstruction. 42 clubs had a vote. Neil Doncaster, I know he's a convenient whipping boy for everyone, but it's not his decision to take. The clubs took the decision. Hugh, is it maybe a case of, you know, inherently that the system is the problem here? People may point to that and say, well, you know, if you've got 42 clubs all voting against each other, of course it's going to come down to, to self-interest. Clubs are going to look out for themselves and, you know, going forward, is that something that maybe everyone needs to look at? Well, again, if you don't like the way the system operates, then you are the clubs, the clubs form the SPFL. Let us know that you don't like the system and the way it operates and see what we can do to bring about something that is more suitable. But we've had a summer time of arguing over the league being called early, Celtic being made champions. Now we've had final confirmation that reconstruction is not wanted at the moment as things stand nobody has done anything wrong you can argue from a morality point of view that Hearts, Partick Thistle and Stranraer have been affected but the clubs today consigned Hearts, Partick Thistle and Stranraer to harm as Jackie Lowe would have it Hugh it's going to be interesting going forward because you know the, the amount of money that it could cost Hearts for, for relegation is massive but in terms of going into a legal battle and the legal costs are, are going to be massive as well and we really don't know what that legal battle is going to look like because it could be a case of you know Hearts stay in the championship and, and get compensation is there a case that you know they're, they're looking for the relegation to be blocked like it's happened in other countries if that is the case yeah. with our new season you know, fast approaching. Is there a chance that there could be an, an injunction against the, the the season starting? That there's so many things up in the air here. Well, uh, an interdict would be the nuclear option, 
because that would mean that the league might not be able to begin again on the 1st of August. It might mean a breach of the Sky Television contract and the first lot of money to be paid out of the Sky Television contract is due to be paid to the clubs in August. So a lengthy court action would take the game into a state of chaos, Andrew. I tend to think that Hearts will go for compensation. In other words, you relegated us, you know it was an unsatisfactory thing to do, now you're going to have to compensate us with hard cash to pay for relegation. I think that's the road they'll go down. Thank you to Ross in East Kilbride. 01419511025 is the number you need to get involved. Paul dialed that number. He's in Kirk and Tillich. What's your point tonight? Hey, hi guys. Can I speak to Hugh, please? Yes, he's listening. Hi, Paul. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Hugh. Hugh, so the, the debacle hopefully has came to an end today. Uh, and we should now just be able to go on with it now. I know this is going to drag on for a while, but I'm trying to look at it from Hart's point of view now. My profession, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge, so I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but if Hart's are trying to build a case, if you were taking it to court and you were trying to build a case and you were trying to come up with some uh, some evidence to say that if you weigh everything up that you weren't going down, I'm sorry, but the evidence is that they were going down. They've been hopeless all season. They've been down previously, so it's not like this is a, a big... This isn't like a, a bolt out of the blue. People thought they've been hopeless. Against Rangers, which I'm glad about, but against everybody else, they've been absolutely hopeless. The the new Doncaster is getting in the neck again. He, I heard the article saying he should have, he should have made a decision. He did make a decision. He did make the decision to change it and they stayed up. No, it's a, it's a democracy. People voted to get down. If they get a back in compensation, they should. What they should do now is put their energies into getting back up. But for the love of God, go down. Well, like you, Paul, I am not legally trained. However, I know enough about lawyers and I know enough lawyers to know that they don't deal in... Ah, they would have gone down anyway. They will deal in the arithmetical possibility of Hearts having enough games and enough points to play for to stay up. If that's the road that Anne Budge is legally advised to go down and she does go for an interdict, then you know she has access to the law in the same way that you or I have it, Paul, and she may take that legal advice and say we're being unfairly relegated. Or she might say, right, let's settle out of court compensation, this is going to cost us a fortune in the form of loss of match day revenue, corporate hospitality, no Edinburgh derby against Hibs, etc, etc. And therefore the clubs will have to pay for taking the decision to relegate Hearts. We now await Hearts' next move because it's up to them to tell us whether it's compensation they want or, as I have described it, the nuclear option an interdict and the new season does not start. And Hugh, Hearts acted very quickly today. I think it was within the hour of the SPFL statement. Hearts had come out and said that they were going to take legal action. Of course, before this, they'd taken legal advice. And you would think that if they are so quick on acting and you know making this legal challenge, that the legal advice they would have will be favourable. You'd think that if they're going into this, they'll have already you know they'll be confident to an extent that they think that they can win this. 
Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I think we'd better brace ourselves for uh, another showdown moment in Scottish football. Uh, Anne Budge will have the, the finest legal advice to hand, and uh, I'm quite sure that the SPFL's lawyer, uh, Rod McKenzie, is mobilising as well. Uh, Hearts will claim that they had an arithmetical possibility of staying up, and they were denied taking that arithmetical possibility onto the park. And the SPFL will claim, as we have spoken about in this programme since six o'clock, hold on a second, it's a democracy. 42 clubs had a vote, yourselves included, and they did not want reconstruction to save hearts from relegation. That's the legal battle ahead of us. Do you want to come back in, Paul? Well, Hugh, I, I, I agree with you, and I think that's what's going to happen, but if I've got to go down that road, I mean, what's the stop with other teams? I mean, I don't know the total points deficit, right? But if Celtic and Rangers never won another game, and Motherwell won all their games, what's to stop them saying that they could now win the league? But, but lawyers, don't, lawyers, Paul, don't deal in supposition. Lawyers deal in what's there in black and white in front of them. Hearts had eight games to play and could have saved themselves from relegation. Lawyers don't deal in, well, you know, they were rubbish for 30 games. Um, you know, the, the, it stands to reason they'd have been rubbish for the last eight games. No, they, they, they'll go with, no, Hearts were denied the opportunity to save themselves. And Patrick Thistle would take the same legal action were they able to afford it. But Hearts are able to afford it. Now we await Anne Budge's decision. Is it compensation or is it the nuclear option? Final point to you, Paul. No, that's me. That's great, guys. Stay safe. Stay to you soon. Good stuff. You Thank too, you. Paul. Thank you very much to Paul. 01419511025 if you want to get involved as well and make sure to stick around because after the break we'll be talking about what the options are for Partick Thistle and also looking at the changes to the championship for next season. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is at home. It's me, Andrew McLean, in the studio on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're sticking with reconstruction because, of course, that was voted down today. Hearts, Partick Thistle and Stranraer consigned to relegation. Hearts have said that they will take legal action. However, Partick Thistle will move on to them because they released their own statement this afternoon. And they said Partick Thistle is neither shocked nor surprised by today's announcement. It has been clear for some time that we were to be sacrificed for the alleged greater good of the Scottish game. But it, but it is still sickening now that it has been confirmed. In recent weeks, we've gone over the limited options to uh, open to us in this situation. Court action is our preferred route. However, they say the reality is that the cost to do so would be prohibitive for us and it comes with no guarantee of success. To raise an action would cost the club a six-figure sum. Indeed, it would mean effectively using the incredible six-figure sum raised by our fans to support the club through this difficult period. That is the equivalent of monies to bring in three or four new players to the club to get us back on track next season. This has to be our priority and what we believe a majority of our fans want to building the strongest possible squad to win matches when football returns. Therefore, the board will not pursue legal action at this time, but reserves the right to do so should the circumstances change. They finish by saying, we know that some may disagree with that decision, but with no guarantees, we can't risk monies in this way. We, uh, if we are serious about getting back to the championship at the first opportunity, Hugh, it, it's unsurprising that 
for a club like Partick Thistle who are being relegated into League One that legal action just isn't sustainable? No, no, not not a chance. Not given the uh, financial demands being placed upon the club now by dropping down further uh, in the structure of Scottish football. Uh, again, I go back to the statement, Andrew, uh, sacrificed for the greater good. Uh, that's what it says in Partick Thistle's statement, and that's what Jackie Lowe, the chief executive, was trying to avoid with her statement at the weekend, where she finished it by saying, choose to do no harm. Well, the clubs today chose to look out for themselves, and I'm very much afraid that there is no greater good within the Scottish football. It's man and woman, mind thyself. I mean... If they did take legal action and went on to lose, that is unthinkable, really, with the, the, the figures that we're talking for Hearts and Partick Thistle to challenge this. Partick Thistle, you know, may cease to exist if they can't, you know, if they went forward, paid the money for a legal case and ended up with no compensation and still in League One. Well, they've been pragmatic. They've said they won't do it now. They reserve the right to do it in the future. I don't know how that works, but they're being pragmatic. All monies available to them must now be devoted to the act of getting out of the third tier and back into the second tier of Scottish football, not to pay lawyers fees. It is an interesting proposal that the fact that they said that you know they were leaving the door open to it. You wonder whether that's, you know, either a case of seeing how hearts get on first of all to see what their chances would be like or whether you know, money does become available for them to, to do so in the future. But, you know, there's there's got to be time constraints on this as well, surely. Yeah, of course, yeah. As I say, for Ian McCall and the players, the players who are left at Partick Thistle, and for Jackie Lowe, there's only one show in town now, and that's getting promotion. Uh, and again, to be honest about Partick Thistle, they had a poor season. We kept thinking it must get better for them. Ian McCall is a terrific manager, but it didn't get better for them. And they left themselves in that position of a vulnerability, which has now seen the the door to the championship bang shut on them today. So their first priority is to get things right on the park. 01419511025. We want to hear from you on all things reconstruction and all things Scottish football. There was another part of that Partick Thistle statement as well, a very scathing assessment of the SPFL. They said, as a member of the SPFL, we feel badly let down, especially by its board and chairman, in allowing harm to be done to some members as they have done. Can the SPFL really still be regarded as a membership organisation that works in the best interests of all its members, one that genuinely acts on behalf of the membership as a whole? In all of its actions of the recent months... Oh, sorry, Pew, there's just a final bit. In all of its actions in recent months, the SPFL has shown it is not fit for purpose. That must be addressed, claiming to do only what members tell them is an assertion that has now worn thin. Well, Patrick Thistle say they are not fit for purpose. Uh, Rangers uh, accused Murdoch McLennan, the chairman, uh, and uh, Rod McKenzie, the, the, the legal representative of the SPFL, and Neil Doncaster, the chief executive, uh, of wrongdoing. Uh, but nobody has taken the major step of doing something about this. Uh, if they want to create some form of legal action to... to imply wrongdoing and to 
prove that the, the whole place is unfit for purpose, then somebody had better step forward and do just that. But the SPFL board, again, we go back to this, it's made up of the clubs themselves. So from my perspective, they're all in it for themselves to do the best for themselves. And Partick Thistle, Hearts and St. Ra today became the victims of that. 01419511025 if you want to come on the phone. Stephen is a Rangers fan in East Kilbride. Stephen, what's your point tonight? Well, it's really just again in relation to today's vote as to understanding why the other clubs would vote against it. You know, what do they have to lose? I know that there's been some figures banded about, but if we're extending the the football leagues from 42 clubs at present to 44, you know, what difference are two clubs going to make to the overall distribution of monies? Um, and secondly, I mean, every single club that voted against the resolution or the, the, the change clearly doesn't have a conscience because let's be brutally honest, what's happened to those three football clubs is outrageous. Uh, it's absolutely disgusting that Hearts, Partick Thistle and Strunar never got the opportunity to try and get out of the position that they found themselves in. Uh, and I hope... I actually hope that Hearts um, sue the SPFL and, and win a significant payout. And then I'd like to know which of the clubs, the 42 member clubs, are going to you know, have to reduce the revenues that they would get from the SPFL in order to make this payout. You know, so could the monies that those clubs lose from the payout for Hearts if Hearts are successful cost them more money than they would have lost by allowing two extra clubs into the Scottish Professional Football League? Well, first of all, Stephen, you mentioned conscience. Uh, that brings up the subject of morality within football. And I, I, I'm not entirely sure that this summer uh, has made a great case for morality within Scottish football. Uh, and certainly for um, clubs doing anything other than looking out for themselves. You're talking about the distribution of money in the Premiership. If you extend from 12 to 14 clubs then, as a consequence, it dilutes the money that you'll receive at the end of the year. In, in fairness, like Hugh, there, there was figures being banded about, that um, not banded about, it was actually in a, a dossier that had been sent out by the SPFL to clubs about this new uh, proposal for a resolution, and the actual percentages of money that would be lost in terms of prize money, it, it, it looked minuscule. And there was the, the Premiership Champions would go from having, I think it was around 13.4% share of the money to around 13.05, something along those lines. And then when you go down to the, the lower divisions, it was sort of 0 0.00 of a percent. So in terms of the actual prize money, that didn't seem to be too much of an issue. Today, Andrew, there was an invitation extended to the clubs to do no harm in the words of Jackie Lowe. But 26 clubs out of 42, decided that they were not listening to those words. And if it's a minuscule uh, drop of money, then it's uh, a course of action they were unwilling to take. 26 out of 42. As you said yourself, that's a damning verdict. And it, it leaves no wriggle room for anyone at Hearts to say, oh, the, the majority were in favour of reconstruction. I think it was a, a proposal that had fairness written all over it. To extend to 14 would have been no big deal 
to have the other divisions retain Partick Thistle and Stranraer where they were to keep Hearts in the Premiership to make sure that you still had that Edinburgh Derby and so on and so forth I saw plenty of merit in the idea but I don't run a football club and I don't get a vote and 26 out of 42 said no we don't fancy it do you know I mean like if if they're talking about numbers like Hearts could be suing for £5 million and the contract with Sky, I think it's been banded about as 120 million, is it, over four or five years? What's, what's 25 million per year over five years. So in theory, if Hearts are successful in a legal action, they could be taking 20% of the next 12 months revenues that would be distributed to the football clubs. In theory, we, we've yet... So, we, yeah. we await, the, we so await the next legal step that Hearts take. As I say, there are two options here. You either go for a straightforward compensation claim or you go the whole hog and you go for an interdict which stops the season from starting on the 1st of August, which perhaps jeopardises the first year of the Sky contract. Those are the alternatives in front of Van Budge. We await Hearts' next legal step. But surely those those numbers would have greater consequences on the football clubs themselves because you know if we're saying twenty five million pounds per year and Andrew mentioned you know that the, the champions Celtic at present get thirteen point something percent and he you know what he said I remember the, the, the last week talking about the minuscule amounts um, you know the, the fractions of a percentage you know the clubs that are self serving I mean every club isn't actually going to lose out other than two more members being added to the 42. You know, so Hearts and Inverness would in theory be in the top league. Partick Thistle and, you know, whoever else it would be would be in the, was it Falkirk or, guy Falkirk would be in the championship. You know, so the knock-on effect, there wouldn't be any negativity. Like last week people were talking about, was it 14, 10, 18 or something? And Cove would be like, this is rubbish because we've been promoted, but we're not being promoted. This, this, seemed like a really, really good narrative to go down and for the for the member clubs to vote against it with, with a pending legal action of significant sums, it, it, this could actually put them to the wall. Hugh, I think well, that... Oh, sorry, on you go. On you, Andrew. I was just going to say that, you know, Stephen's talking about the, the potential loss in prize money, that it wouldn't have been a lot, but there were plenty of other things that clubs may not have been happy about with this 14-10-10-10 proposal. I know that some Premiership clubs weren't happy with the fact it was, you know, a 6-8 a split halfway through the season, which would essentially lock eight teams into the bottom half of the Premiership and they would lose out on, you know, playing against the, the bigger clubs for a third, potentially a fourth time, or even battling for Europe with the clubs further down the league system. You know, it wasn't really reconstruction for them. They were staying in a in a league of ten. So there is a lot more to it than than just, you know, the, the prize money and the share of the, the sky money as well. Comes down to this for me, Andrew. Hearts were and are thinking about taking arithmetic to court Hearts will say we had the arithmetical possibility of not being relegated and it was taken away from us. The SPFL clubs will say we had the vote to decide whether we wanted reconstruction and arithmetically we voted 26 to 16 against the idea. Whose form of arithmetic do you like best? Thank you to Stephen in East Kilbride. Up next, Archie is a Celtic fan in Shawlands. Archie? Good evening, guys. 
Aye, it's a total you. embarrassment to Scottish football as this woman and Budge. A total embarrassment to Scottish football and everybody that comes up here on this line and supports her from different teams. The, the women's team was at the bottom of the league. We don't know what would have happened, but more than likely they wouldn't have survived. And since this has happened, she turned this terrible, disastrous situation and to try and get it into her own means, all in her favour. She tried reconstruction, and the clubs have told her they don't want her. They don't want reconstruction. Now she's going to take people to court to try and, to try and get money off them. I've got a bit of advice for Anne Budge. See, instead of using, using that club's money to go to court, what she should do with it, all the millions it's going to cost them in the courtroom, is buy players which she should be doing to get out the championship. That's what she should be doing as a football person. But then again, I don't think she is a football person. She's also she's a businesswoman in charge of a club that probably knows nothing about football. And that's why she's doing all this rubbish. She should remember her team at the bottom of the league. And it's as simple as that. I do have sympathy for them because the league never finished for them. Of course we'll have sympathy. But the thing is... All the clubs have done, as Hugh says, and you can see every day in the papers, all the clubs have listened to her and they've all said no. So surely any sensible judge, when it goes to the courtroom, will come, to, come up with that as well. I think, Archie, um, when you say all she is is a businesswoman, a very, very successful businesswoman who sold her company for in excess of £40 million, and that's why she was able to come to Hart's rescue when hearts were in danger of serious trouble in the aftermath of the disaster that was Vladimir Romanov. So she is a businesswoman and a very good one. Now, you also used an expression there, Archie, more than likely hearts would not have survived. Lawyers don't deal in more than likely. Lawyers want something stronger than that. Uh, So that's what she's relying upon making a legal case out of the arithmetical possibility that they could have survived. So she, like you, Archie, and me, and everyone else, we have redress to the law if we feel that we have been wronged in some way. What we have to find out now is what kind of redress hearts are in the market for. Is it compensation or going the whole hog and saying, we are not accepting relegation and we'll stop Scottish football. Archie, if it was your club that was sat bottom of the table, would you not want them to pursue this? Just before I answer that, Hugh, the judge might think, think about it the other way around as well. The judge might say to Anne Budge's lawyers, I don't know, I can't see you, 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 just, you just saved yourselves. So the, the other clubs are right and voting needs to take it relegated. Think of it that way, Hugh. But as, as I said to you, if I was the Hearts chairman, no, I wouldn't go to court. I wouldn't spend millions and millions of pounds just to try and save my club. I'd say, to, I'd say what I'm saying just now. I'd tell them all that it's ridiculous being relegated and maybe you should have thought about reconstruction. And then I'd have done what I said, what, what I said in the statement. I'd have, I'd have got my own back of them in the football way in the park. Instead of spending millions of pounds in, of hearts of Midlothian Football Club, all their money on a courtroom case, I'd go to the market and buy good players and get promoted straight away and say, stick that up, yes. Well, it's a, that's Anne Budge's prerogative to act on Hart's behalf. I think the problem here, if problem is indeed the right word, uh, if this had happened to St Mirren or to Hamilton Ackies, they, like Partick Thistle, would have said, well, we can't afford court action. But 
Hearts have an, an incredible supporter base who keep the club going and pump fortunes into the club and they will do the same if it's to pay for a legal action uh, at the risk of going on ad nauseum. It now depends on what kind of legal action and budge and hearts have in mind. Is it compensation or we are not accepting the decision to relegate this club? Well, thank you to Archie in Shawlands. 01419511025 is the number you need. And we could be speaking to you after the travel with Stephen. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is at home. It's me, Andrew McLean, in the studio on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And we'll go straight back to the phones because Stephen is a Celtic fan in Renfrew. Stephen? How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Listen, I was driving home and I just heard uh, Hugh, sorry Hugh, uh, going on about morality. Now, as far as I'm aware, morality is to do with the well-being of conscious creatures. And as far as I've led to believe that the SPFL and all the football clubs aren't conscious creatures, it's just businesses. And the fact that 26 businesses decided that it was in their best interest not to take forward a proposal to change the leagues to a different setup is fine in my book. Because... They've got to look after themselves. In these times, every penny is a prisoner. So even if it's only going to be a few thousand pounds less because they're going to uh, make a difference to the leaks, that's money they could be using for their own clubs. So morality doesn't come into it at all. And if you're talking about morality in the league structures, where was morality in 2012 when there was a big uh, league uh, thing going on then for a certain club? Who was the morality then? Nobody talked about morality and doing the right thing at that point. Just at all costs to do this. So it's a bit uh, a bit galling to hear the morality issue brought up when it's got nothing to do with business and football. The reason that Hearts are in the position they're in, for example, is because talk about these eight games and 24 points. They played 30 games and won four games. So they had 90 points to play for and won four games. So to say, oh, we could, we could eight, eight games and 24 mathematically possible. Sorry, the decisions they made are their fault. The decision to release Christoph Berra and the other guy, what's his name, Whelan, that was their decision. The decision to rely on Aaron Hickey, it was their decision, 17-year-old boy, that was their decision. They kept on Craig Levine longer than they should have, that was their decision. Appointing Daniel Stendhal, that was their decision. So they're a massive of their own downfall and they're expecting other clubs to fit fit the bill for that. Sorry, it's not happening. And that's why I said, whose arithmetic do you prefer? Do you prefer hearts and the arithmetical possibility of staying up? Or do you prefer 26 clubs out of 16 saying, we're not interested in reconstruction? And again, the bottom line is that hearts put forward the idea of reconstruction in order to save hearts. So to an extent, they were self-serving as well, as the 26 clubs who voted against it were self-serving this morning. So, whose arithmetic do you prefer? But Anne Budge is morally obliged to act in the best interests of her football club. And if she says there'll be legal action, then she is entitled to go to law. Now we await, Stephen, what kind of legal action she has in mind. Is it a claim for compensation? Or is she going to instruct her lawyers to say, you cannot relegate this club when they still had the arithmetical possibility of staying up. That's the next move, and that's the vital one. 
My point, Hugh, was that it's not morality is not a, a single decision for your own benefit. Morality is about a decision for the group, for a, a benefit to the group, and where the society. So she's not got a moral duty to look after her. She's got a business duty to look after her. It's no moral. Morality doesn't come into it at all. It's a business decision. She's taking that business decision because she thinks she's going to be maligned or she's going to be uh, financially uh, have a financial penalty from the decisions that we made, the decisions that 26 clubs have made against what she believes to be against her best interests. Now, I'm sorry, but Marana doesn't come into it. She made a business decision. She's put forward a proposal. They've knocked it back. And to be fair, what legal grounds has she got to, to take it forward? She's a member of a club. The club sets rules, and the rules have been voted on. So was there, was there a malfeasance in the, the rules being made? Was there any uh, incompetence in the rules? Is it ultra vires out of the scope of control with SFA or SPFL? I don't think so. She's not going to stand on. It's just posturing. It's going to cost the businesses. It's going to cost the clubs money. It's going to cost them money. And it's going to cost a whole lot of time. And it's going to delay what needs to what needs to be happening as soon as possible, which is getting football back and in some way. She's just um, she's at it for her own self interests. Well, you, you're presupposing that she does go for the interdict and that thereby stops the, the season from starting on the 1st of August. We don't know that yet. But, Paul, uh, Stephen, if you felt wronged and you had legal recourse to go to court, you'd like to think that no one would stand in your way and you would be able to have your day in court. So if she feels that strongly about it, is she not entitled to a day in court? She has an obligation to put it forward. But yet, no, not everyone gets a day in court. What happens is they can put that forward to uh, to judges or whatever, and they'll decide. Like most things, they'll decide whether it has to go to court or not. They might decide that. Listen, when evidence is presented, it doesn't need to go to court. It happens day in, day out. Some things do, some things don't. I don't think it'll go to court because, as I said before, it's not ultra vires, it's not incompetent, and it's not out with the scope of the rules of the, the, the organisation that she has signed up to. So how is it? Well, how is it? How is it? How is it? How is it okay, she can take a legal address. Anybody can get a legal a legal avenue for anything. But is it? Uh, is it, is it a common legal avenue she's taking? I don't think so. Because as I said, well, but, yeah, no but ground she's not, got. With respect, it, it's not important what you think or what I think. It's only important what the court of session thinks when she goes there. If she does go there to ask for an interdict, it's what they say that's important. Well, thank you to Stephen in Renfrew. A couple of other things I wanted to touch on tonight championship clubs have voted in favour of a reduced 27 game fixture card that would hopefully see matches kick on kick off on the 17th of October teams will play each other three times instead of four and Hugh it's, it's good for those clubs to have you know a specific date now in the calendar to aim for yeah uh, and it's going to be a costly business and we must be grateful for Mr James Anderson who's providing uh, the the cost of uh, COVID-19 testing, which the clubs will have to have before and after matches. Andrew, we're all trying to do our very best under the most trying circumstances in the history of Scottish football. And I mean that from everyone's perspective. The SPFL are trying to handle this as best they can. And Budge is trying to look out for hearts. 26 clubs who voted against reconstruction are looking out for themselves and what they think is best for them. We are in uncharted waters and everyone is trying to cope with what they have to cope with. Yeah, we don't know what the world is going to look like come October, but you'd think having that date to start off with that, the the chairman of championship clubs will hope that they'll have 
some amount of fans at least in Stadia at that point and also that there'll be a reduction in the cost of testing because at the moment that's just not feasible for, for clubs in the championship but if it gets to a few months down the line mid-October if either you know that there doesn't need to be testing or if there is testing it's not had to be done as frequently then they'll be saving a lot of money You have to think that the October start uh, has been arrived at after consultation with medical people who might be suggesting that people could get inside grounds at that time because for the three clubs out with the Premiership to play with no people there is a financial disaster in the making as well. And you wonder if that's why Neil Lennon has spoken out about the possibility of keeping the four old firm derbies until that point where people can get inside football grounds. Perhaps October uh, is that month. It's interesting as well with this, you know, the, the championship clubs voting for this because they've, they've actually voted for an uneven fixture schedule. So, for example, a club, a club could play Hearts at home once and away twice. And, you know, the, the, there could be revenue lost for clubs in this, but it just shows how keen they are to, to make sure that they can get back out on the pitch as soon as possible. In the championship and in League One and League Two, they are in the no option category. They've got no option but to do anything to get the game back people inside grounds, money earned again and pick up and build up for a a happier day somewhere down the line. Another club building for the future at the moment are Kilmarnock because today they appointed Alex Dyer as their permanent manager on a two-year deal. He, of course, took interim charge last season and he's now put pen to paper on a two-year deal. Is that a, a good move for you, Hugh? Yeah, I think so. All things being relative... Alec Dyer took on a job that was the equivalent of Neil Lennon taking over from Brendan Rodgers. He took over from one heck of an act to follow and Alec Dyer followed on from Steve Clark and Kilmarnock did not suffer as a consequence. And uh, well done to him and uh, I I wish him well at Rugby Park. Well, thank you very much for all your calls tonight and all your tweets as well for getting involved. I'll be back in the studio tonight with Gordon DL. Much more to talk about. I'm sure that the uh, reconstruction has not finished there. Plenty more to talk about, so make sure you, you stay tuned tomorrow and throughout the week as well. And make sure to stay tuned tonight as well because Callum Gallagher is up next.